0: Eroticalust.com, home of erotic short stories and sex articles. Also available on the site are novels and kinky t-shirts. Now let's get
1: to the story. The time was 6.15 p.m. Simone said that she would meet me at 6 for dinner. Nothing irritated me more than a person arriving late, and this wasn't the first time she had done it. I didn't bother texting her to find out where she was, so I walked out of the restaurant. My phone rang at ten past seven. Where are you? Asked Simone. I'm at home. Where the hell were you? What do
0: you mean? I'm at the restaurant. We were supposed to meet here at seven.
1: No, you said six. She sighed.
0: Oh, my God, Paul. I said I'm meeting Katie at six. Then, we would have dinner at seven.
1: Oh. I heard six. She remained silent. Hello. Are you still there?
0: Yes. Never mind. I'll speak to you at home.
1: I figured that Simone's indignation towards me meant that we weren't going to have sex when she got home. That didn't mean I wouldn't try to convince her. I was playing my usual video game when she walked into the lounge. She plunked her purse onto the table and slumped on the couch. I saw in my peripheral that she was looking at me. My eyes refocused on the game as I shot the crap out of the other players.
0: Are you not even going to ask me why I'm upset?
1: I wasn't because I knew the answer. Why are you upset? She sat up.
0: Paul. Can you put that controller down for one minute, please?
1: I paused the game and reclined. I'm listening. That's a first. Come on, babe. Give me some credit.
0: It's hard to do that when you can't get basic details right.
1: I'm working on it. I'll eventually get it right.
0: It would help if you'd not play games while I'm talking to you.
1: You know that it helps me to relax. It's the only way I can focus." She rolled her eyes. I knew that didn't make sense to her, but it did to me. If she hadn't pressured me as much, maybe I would grasp her information better. I enjoyed peace, so Simone's constant nagging made me block out her noise. I told her once that she was nagging me, and then she nagged even more. She stood up, sat next to me and rubbed my back. I put my hand on her leg and looked at her from the corner of my eye with a wanting smile. She tilted her head slightly right and glared at me.
0: It's amazing how I have your undivided attention when you want Nuki.
1: My hand slid up her thigh as I said. Let's not be upset with each other. It's so much nicer when we give each other what we want. Promise that
0: you're going to pay more attention to what I'm saying.
1: I promise. I scooped her into my arms and leapt up. Simone shrieked, and she put her arms around my neck and looked at me. I carried her to the bedroom and lay her on the bed. She liked that I treated her like a lady before going into save mode and banging the crap out of her. I clutched her shirt and ripped it apart. She smiled and then bit her lip. I saw that she wanted it hard, so I unbuttoned her pants and pulled them down. I stood in front of the bed and pulled down her panties. Simone had a small bush that I thought was cute. Her left eyebrow raised, and she smiled as I spread her legs apart. I slipped my pants down and then got on top of her. You know
0: how I like it, you animal.
1: My face hovered over hers as I smiled. I stuck my dick in and saw Simone close her eyes. She anticipated a hard lashing and I didn't want to disappoint. My hands hooked on top of the cushioned headboard, and I shifted to position myself to give her what she wanted. As I bobbed, she shot out a moan, and I sped up. My back was slightly arched as I held the headboard and went deep inside her pussy, practically drilling her. Her face flushed, and she could no longer suppress her pleasure. Simone frowned, opened her mouth, and screamed. I looked down at her, And her satisfaction motivated me to please her more. I swung my hips faster, my motion was flawless. Practicing on her numerous helped me to perfect the technique. Simone dug her nails into my back as she screamed, and her back arched, her chin raised. I kept up the rapid pace for several minutes, then slowed down. Her eyes were closed as she breathed deeply. The hard lashing tired her, but I had no plans of stopping. My plan was to catch her off guard. I kept up the medium pace for several minutes, then drastically sped up. Simone's face flushed again, and she shot out several consecutive groans. I carried on the hard banging for some time. Her chest expanded and contracted rapidly, and I saw sweat form on her forehead. She looked out of breath, and I wanted to give her a break. I rolled over onto my back, and Simone's back lowered to the bed as she panted. Her hand slid over her forehead and then glided over her moist hair. I tilted my head right and asked. You ready for round two? She smiled and nodded. Simone sat on me, her back facing, and she put her hands to my sides as her back hovered over my chest. I grabbed her waist and bent my knees, then thrust. Her hair brushed her shoulders as she craned her head back and screamed. My dick incessantly drilled her pussy, and we looked as if we convulsed. I grabbed her hair and pulled it. She craned her head back further, and her groans were a mixture of pleasure and pain. She got the hard banging she sought. I felt that I was about to come, so I stopped and arched my back as my load gushed into her. I closed my eyes and groaned, feeling that it was one of my biggest loads to fill up Simone's pussy. She turned over, rested her head on my chest and then moaned. I put my arms around her and smiled, proud of giving her what she wanted. Besides a hard banging, Simone wanted us to have a baby. I was certain that load was the seed. We had been trying for several months, and we had a few false alarms because Simone thought her headaches and an upset tummy were signs of pregnancy. I wasn't financially ready to have a child, but I did want one. Picturing a little Paul running around would make me happy. Even if it were a little Paulina, I would be just as ecstatic. Simone fell asleep in my arms, and I wondered why she stayed with me. I was unemployed and uncertain of what I wanted to do with my life, but I knew my stuff between the sheets. Yet, I worried that Simone could find somebody better. If that happened, who would let my unemployed, unambitious ass live with them? The following day when Simone walked into the house after work, I was playing games. I greeted her back, and she carried on talking, probably telling me about her day. I used the regular technique of nodding and saying okay intermittently to make it seem that I paid attention.
0: Paul. Paul.
1: Her raised voice made my head snap towards her. Yes.
0: You're not listening again. I was. What did I say?
1: Something about wanting to help me. She rolled her eyes and then shook her head.
0: Never mind.
1: No, come on. Don't be like that. I was playing games. She blew out a breath and sat beside me.
0: That's the problem. You're always playing games.
1: It helps me relax. It's better than me smoking weed. Give me some credit. She pursed her lips and then handed me a paper. What's this?
0: I'm not going to explain everything again. I've made the appointment for you so that you can work on your communication and listening skills.
1: The last thing I wanted was to feel like a kid because some counselor told me to sit up and repeat what he said to me. Since I worried about loneliness and homelessness, it motivated me to change. Sure. Anything for you." Simone smiled and put her arms around me. I was surprised when she told me that the first session was the following day. I figured I'd have more time to psyche myself up for the ordeal. The following day, I stood in front of an office and looked at the name tag, Dr. Karen Patterson. I knocked on the door, and she yelled that I should come in. Maybe she didn't open the door for me because this is my first test. She probably wanted to see if I'm paying attention. My lips curled as I shook my head. My stupidity amazed even me. Paul? She asked. Yes. I'm Karen.
2: Charlotte told me about you. It's nice to finally meet you. Come in.
1: She gestured that I should sit on the couch and then closed the door. I admired her legs as she walked past me. Karen wore a skirt that reached above her knee and a tight white shirt that revealed her round tits. I admit I immediately pictured bending her over her desk and giving it to her from behind. She sat on a sofa and said, Charlotte said
2: that communication is getting in between your relationship.
1: I smiled. Well, She doesn't have a problem communicating. She talks all the time. Karen wasn't amused. I cleared my throat. She talks to me when I'm playing games, so it's difficult for me to concentrate on both.
2: Charlotte said you play quite a bit of games. Why is that?
1: Helps me relax. From what? Stress and stuff.
2: But Charlotte said you're unemployed, so what's the stress from?
1: Karen dug up wounds from the past that I had buried. My dad was a drunk who changed jobs every other month, and he spent more time at the pub and recovering at home than working. I often wondered why mom had stayed with him. She was too good for him and deserved better. I had worried about turning out like him. The main difference between us was that I wasn't a drunk. But I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. That drove me nuts and made me feel like a loser. Avoiding communicating my problems with Charlotte was my way of dealing with them. I was afraid to confront them. At home, Charlotte walked into the lounge and sat next to me. How was the
0: first session? Good. I'm glad. Are you going to keep attending?
1: She smiled. I didn't want to because it was too painful. Charlotte's expression made me believe that she insisted on me going. I lowered my gaze and said, Sure. She kissed my cheek. The following day, during the second session, Karen wanted us to do exercises. I wasn't in the mood for it, but I thought she'd report my defiance to Charlotte, so I indulged her. After the game, I asked. Who do you discuss your problems with? Sorry? Surely you must have problems like everyone else. Who do you discuss them with? She looked at her notes. No one. Why don't you tell me what's bothering you?
2: Okay, since you asked. I've had some problems with my husband.
1: Alright. What's the problem?
2: He's been cheating on me.
1: Sorry, about that. She looked down and nodded slowly. I saw that she was disheartened, so I squatted beside her and rubbed her arm. She looked at me, and the corners of her lips curled. Thank you. I don't know what got over me in the moment. Maybe it was feeling sorry for her or that she helped me to deal with the past that made me kiss her. She put her arms around my neck, and we stood upright, kissing. Karen turned her back to me, and I unzipped her skirt. It slid off her and fell to the floor. She turned around and pulled my shirt over my face and dropped it on the floor. She got on her knees and sucked my dick, and I closed my eyes and moaned. That was one of the best blow jobs I had gotten. After getting head, I bent Karen over the table and banged her from behind. She screamed as I tugged her ponytail. I gave it to her hard, and she loved it. Her pussy was so moist that I couldn't resist coming inside her. During the subsequent few sessions, we had sex. I enjoyed it, but I also felt slightly guilty about cheating on Charlotte. Subconsciously, I knew that she deserved better than me. Also, Karen needed me. I felt that the only reason she slept with me was to get back at her husband. In some twisted way, Being with her made me feel that I was somehow contributing to society by solacing a person in pain. Charlotte and I kept having sex a few times a week. She was content with me for attending the session and more determined than ever to get pregnant. Three weeks later, she said that she really thought that this time was it. She was certain of her pregnancy but wanted to confirm it with a doctor. I wanted to go with her, but it clashed with my counseling session. Charlotte said that I should attend the session since they were doing wonders for our relationship. In Karen's office, she said.
2: I spoke to Charlotte yesterday.
1: I frowned. You did?
2: Yes, she told me that she was going to call me today with some exciting news.
1: I frowned, confused about why Charlotte would tell Karen about her potential pregnancy. Do you speak to her about our personal matters?
2: Only the things that she wants to discuss?
1: Oh. I didn't know she pays you to be her counselor as well. Karen smiled.
2: Why would she pay me? I'm her aunt. I leaned in and frowned. You're what? Yes. You didn't know? She must have told you.
1: Her eyebrows raised as she nodded.
2: You probably weren't listening to her when she mentioned that.
1: Karen's phone rang.
2: Do you mind if I get that?
1: No, go ahead. I needed a few minutes to gather my thoughts. I heard Karen say on the phone.
2: Thanks for letting me know. That's great news.
1: She sat beside me and said.
2: I've got something to tell you. You're going to be a father.
1: My eyes widened as my eyebrows raised. Charlotte's pregnant? Is that why she called? Karen frowned.
2: No, that was my colleague.
1: I was confused. What the hell is she talking about? My eyes closed as I smiled and nodded, realizing what Karen was talking about. Charlotte told you yesterday that she was pregnant. I shook my head and smiled. She does that, you know. At every little sign, she's quick to tell people that she's pregnant. Silly, silly girl.
2: No, that's not it. I'm pregnant. You're the father.
1: A lump developed in my throat as I froze. My phone rang. I saw that it was Charlotte. Hello. I managed to wheeze out.
0: Hi. I'm not pregnant.
1: Uh oh. I'm gonna be a homeless dad.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this story, you'll love the new erotic novel My Wife and Girlfriend, available on eroticalus.com. Just click on Shop. While you're there, also check out the kinky t shirts for men and women.